Girlfriends, episode number 240. Six ways to find the friends you need. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about friendships, such a fraught topic for so many of us women. Can't wait to have this important conversation. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome. Welcome to the newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I am thrilled you are here. Always glad to connect with you here. Always glad to connect with you online, through our Facebook group, but most importantly, right here through the podcast. If this is your first time ever listening to Girlfriends, I want to give you a special welcome and hello. I hope you're going to like what we share here and stick around. If you are a sometimes or many times listener, I want to welcome you back. You are an important part of the Girlfriends community, and I am so glad you're here. When I was sitting down to record the podcast just now this morning, I felt a little bit like I've been out of touch with you all. And I realized, well, that's because partly I've been working ahead a little bit. So I had a few interviews that I did ahead of time and got those underway because I had anticipated a busy time of year for sure. The start of the school year is a busy time. We're starting with homeschooling two of our kids. We've got two kids that are going back to school. My daughter went back to college. These kinds of things are going on. So I was working a little bit ahead. and um, But also I realized it's because I was doing those interview style podcasts, which I love to do. I love bringing other women's voices here on the podcast. Side note, if there's somebody you'd like to hear interviewed on Girlfriends, let me know. Email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Always interested in getting new voices and new perspectives here on the show. But I also love the shows like this one where I get to just sit down, me with my microphone and you here inside of my car. Yep, I'm out here in my driveway in my car. I was going to record in the Tiki Hut, but it's really windy and uh, it seemed like there's a lot of kind of noise outside right now anyway. So I'm inside of my car where this is like my private recording studio in the driveway. Um, but I love these times when I can just sit down and we can really deep dive into a topic. And this week, our topic is friendship. And this is a great one for us to talk about this week, because one thing I hear from women about all the time is friendship. How can I be a better friend? How can I find friends? How can I make meaningful relationships with other women? What can I do about jealousy inside of friendships? These are all topics we've taken on here on Girlfriends in the past, and I thought it's time we revisit this. Uh, friendship is on my mind in part because of a new project that I'm working on that I am excited to share with you about. I'm excited to tell you about the Catholic Moms Summit. So this is an online event that's going to be taking place live the weekend of November 13th. So November 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th, this is going to be happening online. You can get all the information you want about this event at catholicmomssummit.com. Uh, you can go there and register absolutely for free. It's a free event, so you can get the core talks and all of the basic content over the course of those days in November for free. We have over 60 amazing presenters. If you know of a Catholic woman speaker that you love, 
She's here. She's on board. I promise you, she's with us. So I am thrilled to have this wonderful lineup of presenters, and I'm serving as host for the summit. So really excited to be part of the planning, part of the process, an integral part of the goings-on behind the scenes, putting this summit together for women. So I shared with you before that Dan and I were part of the Catholic Marriage Summit that took place a couple of months back. And um, this summit is being put together by the same people. It's being organized behind the scenes by Cardinal Agency, which is an awesome group of people that I've enjoyed working with in the past. Thrilled to be working with them on the Catholic Mom Summit. So after they had such great success with the Catholic Marriage Summit, they decided they wanted to do something similar for Catholic moms. And I was all about it. Because as you know, I am all about connecting women with other women. I'm always telling you about the importance of us coming together to support and encourage each other inside of our vocation to Catholic motherhood in particular, all the different ways we experience motherhood, all the different ages and stages of motherhood, all the different seasons of life that we're in, all the different walks of life that we come from. It is so important for us women to get together and support each other and affirm each other uniquely in the ways that only we women can do for one another. So that's what this summit is all about. And I'm excited to invite you to be a part of it. So if you want more information, if you want to register for free, you can go to catholicmomssummit.com. I'm going to be one of the presenters as well. So I'm going to have a talk inside of this, but there are amazing presenters who are going to be sharing about topics from balancing your work life, balancing your home life, managing your schedule, uh, growing your spiritual life, parenting things, marriage questions, all of these different topics, as well as making time for yourself, nurturing yourself, nurturing your own spiritual life, but just taking care of yourself in basic ways. We're all looking for peace, balance, and joy. That's what I'm always talking about here on Girlfriends, the ways that we can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. And that is what this summit is going to be all about. So if you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast, I promise you, you are going to enjoy the Catholic Women's Summit. There's going to be something in it for you. I'm really hopeful that there's going to be a lot of people participating and gaining from just the encouragement and the wisdom and experience that our wonderful presenters are going to be sharing with you. But more than that, there's also a Facebook community that's associated with this. And I'm hopeful that everyone who participates in the summit is going to become an active part of this community. A wonderful way for you to connect with other women who share your faith, who maybe share some of your life circumstances, or maybe don't. And there's a lot you can learn from. their different example and the different ways in which they've answered their call to Catholic motherhood. So as you can tell, I'm on fire about this event and I'm super excited to be a part of it. Super excited to invite you to be a part of it as well. Go to catholicmomssummit.com for the registration. Absolutely for free, you can register. There is an upgrade to an all-access pass and I want to encourage you to really consider that as well because it's one of the ways that you can, first of all, encourage and support our many different presenters and their different forms of Catholic ministry because all of the proceeds of this are going to the presenters and all the different forms of ministry and the different Catholic organizations that are helping to put this on. But in addition to that, you also get bonus content. You get all-time access to all of the talks of the summit. You can download them. You can get the audio version and just listen to it like a podcast, bring it with you on a run. That way you'll get the really, really get the most out of the summit. But first and foremost, go and check it out for free. Go to catholicmomssummit.com. Get your name on the list. I cannot wait to connect with you there. All right. I cannot wait to connect with you also about 
ways to find the friends that you need. This is something, like I said at the top of the show, that I hear from women about all the time. We really do struggle in our friendships. And I've shared with you before that I think that one of the reasons why female friendships are so fraught with things like competition and jealousy and divisiveness and gossip and all of those ways that we kind of separate ourselves rather than uniting and connecting in the way that our Lord wants us to, I think that Satan is especially focused on women's relationships with one another. He really has a vested interest in dividing us because guess what? When we come together and support and encourage and affirm one another, we are a powerful force for the good. We are a powerful force for the good in our homes, in our families, in our workplaces, in our communities, in the church, in the world at large. There's so much good that we can accomplish when we come together uniquely to support and encourage each other, especially inside of the everyday joys and challenges, the ups and downs, the triumphs, and the very real obstacles that we face every day inside of Catholic family living. When we come together to encourage and support one another, we can do amazing things. So that's why I want to encourage you today to, as we're going through the podcast here, think about the friendships you have with other women in your life, the relationships you have with other women in your life, and ways in which maybe those might be improved or the ways in which you could expand your group of friends in ways that would be beneficial to you and to them. So the first way I wanna recommend that you can find the friends that you need is to be brave. We know that friendship requires this, We need to step outside of our own comfort zone sometimes. You know, sometimes I hear from women who tell me that they're not finding the friends that they need. They aren't, you know, they aren't getting the kinds of relationships that they need with other women. They're not making those kinds of connections inside of their community. And yet when I talk to them a little bit more about it, I realize they're going about this very passively. No one's knocking on their door. No one's coming up to them after mass to introduce themselves and invite them out for coffee. And so they feel alone. And I get that because we all want to be the ones who are approached, right? But if you think about it, if everybody's going around being passive inside of their relationships with one another, then nobody's really making that first step, that first move toward connection. And that requires some bravery. It requires stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes, maybe at the library or at uh, your kid's school or at your church or at your women's group. You might be that person who seeks to make that connection. Think about a time in your life when someone did make that move to connect with you and what a gift it was to you probably inside of that moment that someone else was reaching out to you, wanting to make a friendly gesture toward you. And be that gift for somebody else. You know, one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever received about friendship was um, from a good friend of mine who said, if you want to have a friend, be a friend. If you are seeking friends, maybe you're in a new workplace or maybe you're in a new neighborhood or maybe you're in a new state altogether and you're seeking friendships. Maybe you're in a new parish. If you're seeking friends, be a friend. Be that person that you want to have in your life for somebody else. Be the person who steps out of your comfort zone and makes that connection. There are times in my life where I really had to fight against myself to be the person who did that, who asked somebody for their phone number so you could text her later, or, you know, wanted to arrange a time to get together with your kids to play, or just asked somebody if they might like to meet for coffee or go out for lunch or whatever it is. 
it's hard to do that because we we face probably the fear of rejection when we do that. It's almost like asking someone out on a date, right? It's very vulnerable. Um, but being brave is one of the ways that we can find and make connections with the women that God wants us to be connected with in our life. There may be people in your community that God wants you to be connecting with. You can be a source of support for them and they can be a source of support for you. God has that plan for you, but guess what? It's not gonna happen if neither of you ever makes that first move toward connection. So be brave, step out. And I can look at times in my life where I've done that and I can see quite clearly the ways in which that turned into a friendship. It doesn't always it doesn't always, right? So know that going in. It, it might just be that you go out for coffee with somebody one time and you're not going to really ever be close friends with that person. And that's okay. There's no harm in having made that connection. So be brave. Make, be, make that first move. Make that first connection. All right. And then my second point is kind of a follow-up to this. Then be open. Be open to different kinds of friends that God might be calling you to have. Sometimes we get kind of like in our in a rut with our own way of thinking, like I can only be friends with other moms who are exactly like me, you know, who approach the faith in this way, who have the size family that I have or are in the stage of motherhood that I'm in. Right. I can only be friends with other moms who have toddlers because that's where I'm at. I can only be friends with other moms who have young adult children because that's where I'm at. Well, we have so much to gain from connecting with people who are in different places of life than we are. Not only, you know, connecting with an older mom, if you're a younger mom, of course, there's a lot of wisdom and experience that you could benefit from there. But I've found now that I'm sort of sometimes the older mom in some of my friendships. I'll never forget the time (laughs) when I was in a group of women. I don't even know what the circumstances were, but it was in a group of women who were all just kind of connecting and sharing and talking uh, about parenting or whatever. And it was probably in a, a Catholic setting. And I remember there was some topic of parenting that was being brought up. One of the moms was asking a question. And at some point in the conversation, everyone kind of turned to me to ask me this question. And I realized in that moment, I was the older mom. I was the veteran mom in that group. And that felt really weird because I hadn't previously been that. I was always the mom seeking out veteran moms, moms with more experience than me who I could ask those kinds of questions to. And it was really a funny moment for me to be like, okay, yeah, this is me now. I have, I might have something to share. I'm the one that they're looking to for answers. And not that we older moms have all the answers, but we do have some experience and we can share what worked for us or what absolutely didn't and that sort of thing. But be open to, you know, some of the ways that God might be calling you to be friends with women in a different stage of life. I can tell you that I love connecting with moms who have just little kids now. It's wonderful for me to, first of all, remember what that life was like then, to remember sometimes the very real struggles of going through life like that. And it's also a gift for me sometimes to be able to be that source of support to women. Maybe in very physical ways, you might offer babysitting or, you know, help with the kids or, you know, making dinner after someone's had a baby or they're going through a hard time. But also maybe just, you know, emotional support, spiritual support prayerful support, the ways in which God intends for us women to be encouraging and supporting one another. So be open to different kinds of friendship. It, it, you know, as comfortable as it might be to always be around people who are a lot like you, there's a lot to learn and we can stretch and we can grow by making connections with other people. 
You know, I've, and over the course of the past uh, several years, struck up a, a bit of a friendship with the, the lady next door, who's, uh, I think she's over 90 years old. And um, at first, I kind of connected with her, like, you know, she needed a ride sometimes, and she doesn't drive. And I was, you know, my boys would shovel her walkway, and was kind of connecting with her about ways that we could support her, right? And um, be somebody, you know, boots on the ground here with a neighbor who's lives alone and doesn't drive. But then I've come to realize it's really a beautiful thing for me to have a conversation with her and for her to share with me some of her experiences or tell me some stories from years ago when she was raising her kids and the ways that she notes things are different now. That's it's a great gift for me to have her perspective on things. Now, you may not have women like that in your life, but maybe it's because you haven't been seeking it out because you haven't been open to it. So I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you a little bit. Be open to different kinds of friendships that God might be calling you to make in your life. And here's another thing. I hear from single women all the time who listen to girlfriends. So listen up. <laughs> you single women, don't feel like you can't be friends with a, a, a woman who's married and is a mom. Yeah, you're in different places. And, and yeah, there's going to be some degree of separation between you because you're you're living different kinds of lives. But what a gift you can be to them and what a gift they can be to you in sharing your different perspectives. So those of us who are married and who have kids, be open to perhaps single people in your life that God might be calling you to be friends with. And you single people, be open to maybe the ways in which God is calling you to strike up friendships with people. Maybe it's a little scary to you to walk up to the mom with all the kids after mass and introduce yourself, but you could be a great gift to that person and that person could be a great gift to you. So that's that's the ideal inside of friendships, right? When we are a gift to one another. I think we've all experienced kind of one-sided friendships and that's not at all what I'm saying here. And it's not at all what I'm telling you to seek out people who can who can help you, who can be a support to you. But inside of the ideal friendship, we give and we take, we are mutually supportive of one another. Look for people who you can have that relationship with, even if they don't match precisely the kinds of friends that you've had in the past. Be open. All right. The third way I want to encourage you to find the friends that you need is to be vulnerable. This is where real friendship begins, when we're vulnerable with one another. And this is a tricky thing, right? Because you're not going to walk up to a stranger after mass and just spill your guts and be vulnerable with that person. You need to establish a bit of a relationship first. And it takes time. It takes patience. We need to be patient inside of our relationships. I think sometimes the kinds of frustrations that I hear women express with regard to not making friends, not meeting the right people, not feeling supported by their community comes from this kind of impatience that we have where we kind of expect instant gratification in so many ways. Like, okay, I went up, I talked to this lady after mass and now we should be instant friends. And it just doesn't feel that way. Well, it doesn't work that way. Human relationships don't work that way. They happen over time. They happen over the course of time. And some of our deepest and most meaningful friendships happen over the course of a long time. They're not instant at all. You might in many ways experience sort of an instant connection with somebody that you immediately click with and you know it's going to be a good thing. But you know what? I've experienced that with people. And then I've realized, you know, later on that it was kind of shallow and maybe that wasn't really actually what God had planned for our friendship. It doesn't end up being the deeper, more meaningful friendship that I was looking for. 
that maybe you're looking for. And so be open, but then be vulnerable in appropriate ways and be patient inside of that relationship that you you might be beginning with a new friend. Sometimes our friendships stay at the surface level because we're afraid to kind of let people see some of the ways that we're struggling. And I've witnessed so many times inside of groups of women that sometimes when a group of women is sharing, um, you know, whether it's out with friends or in a women's group or whatever it is, or, you know, just waiting around to pick up your kids after soccer practice, wherever you find yourself connecting with other women, sometimes it just takes one person to be brave and to say, you know what, this is something I'm really struggling with, to admit something that they're struggling with. And it's such a relief to every single person present because what you hear over and over and over again is me too, right? I struggle with that too. That's hard for me too. Years ago when I used to write a, um, a regular column for the National Catholic Register, I remember being really taken aback by the feedback that I would get from other women. And it was overwhelmingly women who would say, thank you so much for sharing that, that you struggle with this or that this was hard for you. Thank you for sharing honestly about some of these challenges because I felt like I was the only one. And isn't that the way sometimes we feel like we're the only one? And let me tell you, that is a lie that Satan tells us to keep us trapped in loneliness, in isolation, in perhaps feeling sorry for ourselves, in perhaps harboring feelings of resentment toward God for not meeting our needs, toward other women for not connecting with us in the ways that we want. He tells us that lie that we're alone in whatever it is we're struggling with, but we all struggle. And sometimes the details are unique. Sometimes they're, they're different for different people, but we all do struggle. And it's inside of sharing the details of that struggle. Some of the very hard things we go through as women you know, a recent episode of Girlfriends that I, I shared um, was, it's okay to not be okay. And that was in the midst of the pandemic. I was going through some hard things. And when I sat down to record that podcast, I felt different than most of the times when I sit down to record this podcast, because I felt like I got nothing. I'm just in a bad place right now. This is hard for me. I got nothing. And yet the feedback that I heard from so many of you, the beautiful ways that you reached out to me to let me know that you were supporting me in prayer, but also to let me know some of the ways that you were struggling was really a beautiful gift to me inside of that moment, inside of that kind of connecting. And that's what God wants in our friendships. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to know we're not alone. And the ways in which we can connect authentically always are going to require us to be vulnerable with one another, to share honestly with one another. Now, that doesn't mean you need to be airing your dirty laundry with everybody that you meet. Of course, that's not a great way to build lasting connection. But inside of our relationships with others, in appropriate ways, we can and we should share some of that struggle, share some of the ways we might be hurting, some of the ways we feel we're failing sometimes. It's hard to do that because our pride gets in the way, right? Because we always want to put a happy face on things. Our pride makes us want to always tell other people we got it, not accept help from other people. I know I do this all the time. I don't want to admit that I could use help. Someone will offer help and I'll be like, no, 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 I got it. And yet it's pride that makes us like that. And that becomes an obstacle toward to real friendship in our lives, real connection with other people. Allow other people to minister to you to care for you, to connect with you 
to help build you up when you need that, to help affirm you when you need that, to strengthen you when you're feeling weak. That requires vulnerability. It requires honesty that sometimes we, frankly, are not very comfortable with, but it's an important part of finding the friends that God wants you to have. All right, the fourth way I want to encourage you to find the friends that you need is to notice other people. Notice the people around you, okay? We've already talked about some of the people in your life that maybe you don't have on your list of potential friends and you need to be open to that. But look around you and notice people. Be thoughtful. Notice the people that you already have in your life who are friends, right? Notice their details. Notice the things they might be going through and the ways in which they might need you to reach out right now and be a source of support to them. Who in your life could maybe use a text right now just checking in? saying hi, saying I'm thinking of you, saying I'm praying for you today. I have girlfriends who do this for me. And let me tell you, it is so meaningful to me when I get a random text from one of my friends who says, hey, I was driving the kids to school this morning and you were on my mind and I was just praying for you. What? What a gift. What a beautiful thing it is for someone to reach out to another in that generous way. So I want to encourage you to notice the other people in your life. Notice the friends that you have. Notice what their needs are. Sometimes we can become selfish inside of our friendships and only be focused on what we need and not what others need. But one of the most beautiful ways that we can build up our friendships in authentic and real ways and meaningful ways that we can grow deeper in our friendships with one another is by giving of ourselves to them, noticing them, reaching out to them. It doesn't have to cost you a lot of time or energy. It really can be as simple as a text checking in on somebody. But there are times, of course, where we're called to do something more. Maybe bring a gift by your friend's house. Maybe, you know, offer to watch her kids if she's going through something hard or or could use some extra support. What a beautiful gift that is to be able to do that for another person. Don't get so caught up in your own needs. Sometimes we do this, right? Like we're in our prayer, we're like, why am I not finding the friends that I need? I need, I need. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling disconnected. I don't feel like I have a place in this community. We sometimes have those kinds of complaints. And yet, how often are we looking to meet that need in other people? Sometimes God is looking to answer that need in our lives by prompting us toward being that answer to a prayer for somebody else. So be thoughtful. Notice other people. All right, number five, look to connect with other people not fix them. Okay, so I just told you, notice the needs in other people and look to meet their needs. So this is this is sort of the caution that I would add to that. The caution is don't be fixing people unless they're asking you to fix them. <laughs> now, I am saying this as much to myself as anybody else because I know I like a good problem to fix and I like, I mean, listen to the Girlfriends podcast. (laughs) I like telling people what to do. I like offering advice. I like sharing thoughts and, you know, helping other people in that way. And of course, that can be very helpful. That can be a very good thing. But don't become that person in your friend's life who, you know, makes them feel like a loser because you're always looking to fix them. Maybe your friend is coming to you and sharing about a struggle that she's going through in her parenting because she just wants your sympathy, because she wants your affirmation that she's doing her best, or because she wants you to offer to pray for her. You know, maybe she's not looking for you to outline a plan of life for her. And so many of us, especially those who might be type A, I'm looking at you, might be tempted to step in all the time and fix everything for our friends. And they may ask you for that. And if they do, go for it. 
But if they're not asking for that, hold back. They may be looking for somebody who can listen to them right now, who can really hear them, who can be uh, a sympathetic ear for them, who can express sympathy, who can say, you know what, that must be a really hard thing you're going through right now. I'm going to pray for you or pray with you. That's a beautiful gift you can offer to them, right? And of course, that leads me to the final point. And now (laughs) it's an ongoing joke here. Prayer is always one of my bullet pointed (laughs) items, but of course it needs to be. Prayer is always a bullet pointed item in our lives, right? No matter what topic we're talking about here, prayer is going to be on the list because it's so important. So if you want to find good friends in your life, pray for them. Have you thought to pray for them? Have you thought to ask God to put the people in your life that he wants you to connect with? Have you asked for those meaningful friendships that you're seeking? Bring it to prayer. God says, ask and you will receive. He wants every good thing for you. And the desires he puts in your heart for good things are desires that he wants to fulfill. So bring those desires to him. If you're feeling lost and lonely, bring that to him in prayer. Pray for the friends that you want. Pray for the friends that you need. God will hear your prayer for friendship. He really wants this for you. He he knows we're not meant to be alone. The church is a community. The many members of the body that make up the body of the church, those are our human friendships and connections, our family and our friends. God wants that for us. He wants that for you. If you are feeling a lack in friendship in your life, you, you are feeling kind of lost with regard to the kinds of connections God wants you to have, then pray about it. Pray for it. And then also remember to pray for your friends. It's a wonderful way that you can connect in meaningful ways with the girlfriends that God gives you in your life is to pray for them and to pray with them. Shout out to Pat Gohn, who is such a motherly figure in my life, a woman that I've had the privilege to know for many years. She and I worked together when I was back in uh, the business of publishing magazines, and uh, she's still working publishing magazines. And she is just a beautiful influence in my life. She also, oh, is host of the Among Women podcast, which you definitely should check out. And when I talk about praying with other women, I always think of Pat because years ago when uh, I was going to be on Catholic TV for the first time ever, Pat was working with me on a Catholic Moms Day Away, which was part of Faith and Family Magazine. This is going way back now. Um, we were doing a a real life event in Boston, and I went into Catholic TV to be interviewed on live TV on their live show. This is the day um, about the Catholic Moms Day Away, which was this retreat day we were planning for Catholic women in the community. Anyway, Pat was working on that with me, and the day that I went into the studio, she showed up there. And first of all, I was just thrilled that she showed up because it was nice to have a friendly face there. And before I went on live TV, Pat offered to pray with me. And I was so moved by this because I previously had never really experienced this before. Just another woman saying to me, how about if we just pray together right now? And in that moment, Pat was a real mother to me in a beautiful way. We prayed together and she gave me a great sense of peace and calm in what could have been and was a moment of anxiety. I was about to be on live TV for the first time. And I just look back on that and I think what a gift that prayer was to me, but what a gift also Pat's example was to me of connecting with another woman in prayer. 
We're all called to do that. And whatever, you know, maybe you're you're not comfortable going up and just asking to pray with another woman, but maybe God is calling you to do that. Maybe God is, this is the way that God is calling you to step outside your comfort zone a little bit, because why not? Why wouldn't you offer to pray with somebody who is in need? If there's somebody in need in your life, even if in big ways or small ways, it, offer to pray with them. But of course, also offer to pray for them. That's a wonderful way that you can be supportive and encouraging inside of your friendships with other women. Okay, so those are my six ways that I wanted to share with you about the ways that you can find the friends that you need. So just to recap, first, be brave. Step outside your comfort zone. Second, be open. There might be some friends God wants you to have that you're not noticing because they don't look like what you think they should. Number three, be vulnerable. It's an authentic way to connect with other people is by sharing some of your own challenges and struggles. Number four, be thoughtful. Notice other people. Number five, look to connect with people, not fix them. And finally, number six, pray. Pray for the friends that God wants you to have. Pray for the friends that you do have and pray with your friends as well. You might have some ideas about female friendship or some questions or feedback on this topic. I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I am Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Would love to connect with you there about any kind of feedback you'd like to offer on the Girlfriends podcast, but especially about this topic about ways in which you've experienced joys and challenges inside of friendships with other Catholic women. It's really an important topic for us to talk about, and I'd love to hear your perspective and share it on a future show. Coming up, I've got some feedback to share from a listener who has a question about finding adventure, even though she's a mom. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista and a Baptist turned Catholic. As a Baptist, I thought that Catholic beliefs were invented, that they came out of nowhere and had no connection whatsoever to the Bible. I also happened to believe that the Old Testament was about rules, rituals, and sacrifices that the New Testament gave us permission to ignore for a personal relationship with Jesus. It's a long story, but as God began connecting the Old and New Testaments for me, I was stunned by the beautiful consistency of God in the Catholic Church. I can't tell you how exciting it was when God opened my eyes to the incredible ways the Old Testament foreshadows God's plan for the New Testament and for His Catholic Church. In my book, Fulfilled, Uncovering the Biblical Roots of Catholicism, I explain these amazing connections, and I share how those connections helped change my life. If you read this book, I promise that you will come away with tools to help you share your Catholic faith easily, answer questions about how your Catholic faith fits with what's in the Bible, and most importantly, grow deeper in your relationship with Christ. If you're interested in learning more or ordering a copy of Fulfilled, Uncovering the Biblical Roots of Catholicism, you can do so at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share a little bit of listener feedback. And this week, I'm sharing a question that I got from listener Melissa. Melissa sent me a few different emails. Melissa, I hear you. I have gotten all of your emails and I appreciate everything that you've asked me about and know that I am keeping you in prayer. But I just want to share this one particular question that Melissa was asking about because I think it can apply to more than just Melissa. So Melissa says, I'm trying to reconcile my longing for adventure with my station in life as a mom. 
I love being a mom, and it has definitely been and continues to be an adventure, but I've always been a bit of a roamer. I loved traveling across the country alone and with friends and trying lots of different jobs and a certain amount of hand-to-mouth living. For the past 20 years, I've put that part of me into hibernation, but I'm feeling old rumblings again. It's not even just travel that is calling to me so much as just stuff, learning new things trying some fun but far from essential projects, maybe taking up a side hustle or two. My youngest is five and will be in kindergarten this year, so I feel like I can finally begin to think about some of these things. But another part of me feels like that is putting my own wants and desires before my obligations. Or at least it will end up being that if I really follow my heart in these desires. I mean, in all truthfulness, they probably will end up taking some of the time and energy that I should be pouring into my family. My husband has grown less adventurous over the years of our marriage, and he is not on board. We have no money for courses right now due to COVID shutdown, and I do still have a lot of obligations to my younger children. I'm just trying to discern what of my desire for adventure is legitimate and what is selfish. Again, any pearls of wisdom you could share would be greatly appreciated. All right. So first of all, thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your questions, Melissa. And um, just from going through your emails and all that you shared, I just want to tell you, first of all, you are a good wife and you are a good mom. You're doing a good job. And the fact that you're emailing me to ask these kinds of questions just really speaks to the fact that you take your your vocation seriously and um, that you're you're concerned about doing anything that might compromise that. So kudos to you for that. I really I really appreciate that. And I admire that about you. So you're a good wife and you're a good mom. And then second of all, I want to say I just want to affirm for you, you are so allowed to have your own stuff. You are. You're allowed to have your own projects, your own pursuits, your own passions. Of course, the nuts and bolts of that are going to look different for every one of us. And the proper and legitimate balance of that, I probably can't give you a prescription for. But I'm just going to affirm for you that if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling restless in that way, and, you know, the kinds of things you describe, like taking a course or starting a side hustle or any of these things, you know, they're not outside the bounds of your your vocation. You know, if you were talking about, you know, taking off for a, you know, seven-month European vacation on your own or something, I, I would caution you probably against that. But the kinds of things you're talking about are perfectly legitimate. And you are so allowed to have your own stuff. Now, I know that um, you shared in another part of your email that your, your husband struggles with some anxiety and that sort of thing. So, yes, um, taking all of that sort of thing into account is important. Uh, But you are allowed, and in fact, you should have some of these things, especially if you're feeling restless in this way. This isn't the kind of thing that you just want to push down and pretend it's not there. Just, you know, I would really encourage you to maybe um, talk to somebody in your life who knows your circumstances. I don't know if you have a spiritual advisor. Uh, You could make an appointment to talk this out with a priest, Um, but or even just a trusted friend, a girlfriend, a sister, a mom, you know, somebody who can play that role in your life, kind of give you this kind of feedback. You are allowed to have your own stuff, but of course it needs to be balanced. And what that looks like is, of course, going to be different for every single one of us. What balance looks like, what's appropriate for each of us is different. And but, you know, what you describe about taking a class or learning a new skill or something is probably something you could pursue even online, wouldn't even take you out of your house, where you're finding yourself maybe with some extra time as your youngest is going to kindergarten, as you describe. I think this is a great opportunity for you to maybe take on something new. The last thing I want for you, Melissa, is for you to kind of stifle this 
feelings, these rumblings, as you call them, inside of yourself and very sacrificially be saying, oh, no, I need to be focused first and foremost. I mean, on my vocation as a wife and mother, of course, right? But that doesn't exclude every other thing. And there are many legitimate pursuits you could take on that never would compromise that, in fact, might enhance your vocation as a wife and mother because they're making you feel more like a full human being. You're enjoying a creative outlet, perhaps, or learning a new skill or, um, you know, just seeing something new in the world. And that can help you to grow as a person and make you feel more balanced and fulfilled when you are giving your all to your husband and to your kids and to your, your work in your home. So this is a very legitimate thing that you're feeling and you are allowed to have your own stuff, but I can't tell you what it can be. Um, I can tell you this. I do lots of other things, obviously, right? This podcast being one of them. Uh, But I also sometimes do too much. And you'll know if you're doing too much because those relationships will suffer and you'll, you'll recognize it. And that's not to say that it isn't sometimes something we have to get through as wives and mothers. Sometimes there are sacrifices to be made by other members of the family. Uh, for example, I've, I've gone through times in my life where I'm doing more travel than usual. Certainly not true in this age of COVID. I am very much at home like you. But there have been times in my family life where that's been a sacrifice we've all made. And That wouldn't be ideal if it were on an ongoing basis, but for a certain period of time, it makes sense. We prayerfully commit to it together. I talk with Dan about it and we're on board and we make sure that, you know, everyone knows about it ahead of time. And, um, you know, so you taking on something different, like maybe you were going to take a six week course that would pull you away from home a little bit during that time. If you decide that's an appropriate thing, you know, talk with your husband about it. You mentioned his hesitations about these taking on new things and perhaps some of his struggles with anxiety, but you need to make sure that whatever decision you make about any new thing you might take on, that you are both on board with it, even if he's a little bit reluctant about it. It might be a gift to him if you could show him the kind of joy that you might find in doing something different, in stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit. If you could maybe learn a new skill and and show him that it's making you a happier, more fulfilled wife and mother as a result of that. Anyway, I don't know all of the details of your your marriage and your family situation, Melissa, but know that I'm going to be praying for you to find that answer and know that it is a very legitimate thing that you are seeking. I would never encourage you to seek outside pursuits at the expense of your vocation as a wife and as a mother, but this is not at all that. It's very legitimate for you to have your own stuff. And sounds like you're, you're looking to take on something actually very small that would be your own stuff. And that would be a very good thing for you and ultimately a good thing for your marriage and a good thing for your family. So know that I'll be praying you through that. And I want to encourage others who are listening to share their experiences as well. If you've gone through a season like this inside of your marriage, your family life, where you were adjusting to something new, if you could share some of the real challenges or the real triumphs that you've experienced in that, we would all benefit from your experience and from your the wisdom that you gained from that, especially Melissa. I would love to be able to share your feedback with Melissa in a future episode of Girlfriends. So you can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. You can also send me a note at that address. If you have your own question that you'd be interested in having me take up here on the podcast or a topic you'd like to see or somebody that you'd like to see me interview on a future episode of Girlfriends, I record this show for you. This show is yours. And the best way 
that I can help to make it yours and make sure that it is useful and helpful and uplifting and supportive and encouraging to you in your life is if you give me that feedback and let me know what you're struggling with, what questions you have, what kinds of topics you would like to see on the podcast. So please send me your feedback, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. And that's all the time we have for today. Don't forget to check out the Catholic Moms Summit at catholicmomssummit.com. And thank you so much for being here today. Your presence truly is a gift to me. I'm so grateful that you were a part of this podcast and that you are a part of the Girlfriends Podcast community. Thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.